This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. A very good evening to all and welcome to tonight's installment of Beyond Governance. Uh, my name is Nimrod Mbele. As always, it is my pleasure to be in your company as we continue to probe the thorough uh, of issues that are happening on a daily basis. Uh, there's never a dull moment in this country. And, you know, the, for, as you know, the inquiries after an inquiry, you know, we've got uh, an inquiry into the state capture, which is currently away. We also have one of the biggest inquiry, uh, which led by Judge Mohoro, uh, which looks into the, the fitness of Advocate Jiba as well as Advocate Lorenzo Mkhwebi to hold office. Uh, in both inquiries, um, you know, there are clearly fireworks, which um, in my view, this, you know, this, in my view, this country has seen before. And I suppose the million, the million dollar question to everybody out there is, will there be a prosecution? You know, um, we have seen so many of these, uh, so-called, in, you know, inquiries and there's not much, uh, you know, results which, which are convincing. And hopefully these two will lead to some kind of a conclusion. In the same way, we have, you know, um, you know, top government leadership as well as business have descended upon Davos in Switzerland uh, with a view of to raise, um, you know, desperately required resources. And, of course, you can't raise money uh, abroad when you have not cleaned your house. And I was quite fascinated by a response given by uh, Jeff Khatebe this morning uh, in one of the interviews he had uh, uh, around the kind of um, dark cloud which used to surround South Africa and he was quite convinced, uh, well at least he spoke convincingly in that um, South Africa's uh, bad image globally uh, has somehow evaporated there is more and more positive thoughts about the country and um, he made reference to you know the, the, all these kinds of inquiry uh, which which are meant to put all these controversial issues up in the open with a view to drive a clean government and i'm quite um, i'm quite happy that most South Africans would agree with me on that particular issue that you cannot go out and sell a company whereas when you are not seen to be addressing some of the controversial issues which the country is currently facing and I would say you know good luck and uh, bring that money uh, sell the country into a best ability but most importantly let's really address the the elephant in the room moving on swiftly let me take this opportunity to thank Kathy, uh, Kathy Kayla, Sasha Starr, Simon and Stan, Lidio, um, Connors, yes, of course, as well, and as well, of course, of course, my goodness, tongue twisting there, uh, Bendy, um, for they have done a sterling work before I came through, and I sincerely hope that you've thoroughly enjoyed their company on your radio. Tonight I'm not flying solo, as always. I'm in company of the DJ Flo, who is standing in for Tabo. Uh, whom I'm told is currently uh, sipping cocktails at the Bahamas. Talk of life, <laughs> I tell you. Um, you know. Uh, on that note, um, I welcome your thoughts. I welcome your views. This is your. This is your show. This is not my show. I'm merely an instrument uh, of wherein I convey, you know, uh, my thoughts. And let's have a conversation. Our SMS line is three four five one nine. My email address is nimrod at high.co.za. And of course, the Twitter handle is at at high. Move on swiftly. I have a regular contributor to the show. Uh, no stranger to this um, line, uh, Justice Endeavor. Uh, good evening, my brother. How are you? Compliments of the season, talk. How are you? By the way, this is your first uh, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. How are you, sir? 
I'm good. I'm good. You look. You look good indeed. You look good indeed. Mm. Uh, earlier on, Justice, I just want to, you know, uh, um, you know, I want to paint a picture for for the listeners, uh, as this will drive the the texture of our conversation. Um, I've alluded to the fact that there is never a dull moment in this country. Uh, we have seen uh, Busasa uh, 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 issue, uh, which is currently underway. And I wanted us to have a conversation around this particular saga. Uh, you know, we know that Busasa started back in the 1980s. It grew to be one of the largest operating companies in the region. But sadly, its um, uh, prominence, it's not such a positive picture from a leadership and management point of view. Uh, uh, you know, we have seen some very unpleasant, uh, imagery of how the state managed to, and how the company managed to line up the pockets of few individuals to gain public tenders. And, and I think this is the, the essence of the conversation, uh, uh, of our conversation tonight. I want us to look at this particular issue from a governance and leadership point of view. Uh, and say what are the lessons that we are likely to gain looking at this uh, 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 you know very interesting um, you know uh, company and we have picked up recently uh, i think about a week or two ago uh, busasa executive former executive uh, angelo agrizi who has you know given a very explosive testimony about the corruption of state uh, of state capture before there's under commission of inquiry uh, his testimony has implicated a number of uh, uh, executive. I mean, first let's start with his own boss, Kevin Watson, the founder of uh, the company, but also high-ranking government officials and government um, government officials as well as uh, 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 you know bureaucrats. This is such some. This is something that is very unpleasant, and and in as much as it's unpleasant, it's something that we as a country need to deal with for what it is. Here's the first question for me, Justice. When you look at um, Bosasa, what comes to mind immediately uh, is Stanov. Um, I want to know from your, from when you're sitting um, that can we draw similarities uh, from a leadership point of view, given the stature of both companies? Is it possible for us to draw a similarities between the two and if we were to draw similarities between the two companies what will those similarities look like um good evening doc once again sure um i'd like to take you back a little bit um and rather than making a comparison to two uh let's stretch it a bit and, <laughs> and make a controversy uh, uh, a comparison to four let's go back to 2001 and start with uh, uh, Enro. The reason I say that is <laughs> when I, 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 I listen to uh, Mr. Agrizi, I, 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 my mind goes back to, uh, if you remember 2001, Sharon Watkins, uh, who was the, the, the whistleblower for Enro. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost similar event to the Busasa event, if you remember. Mm. On, in, in, in fact, also strikingly uh, 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 different. Strikingly similar. Exactly similar. Enough. And at that time, we we thought the same as Agrizi. You know, uh, first um, 
Agrizi, obviously, we know himself uh, was highly involved for, <laughs> in, in, the, in the last 19 years or so. He was the COO, so he was in the center of everything. Of which also, if you look at Sharon Watkins, um, initially, actually, when she blew the whistle, if you recall, um, Enron uh, had been published in the Fortune magazine for six years in succession. As one of the best performing companies. Exactly, as the most innovative company for six years following, just before. And therefore, when, when Sharon comes up and say all these things, no one in the market would want to believe her, if you recall, despite the, uh, um, a lot of evidence she was putting on the table. But, um, if, 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 uh, obviously we'll talk about this as we, 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 we unpack the whole thing, but it, it, it just puts you at a very uneasy situation where uh, whistleblowers generally has to be people that are intimately involved with the issues. And hence you see with this one um, as well. Now, if you go back as well, another company, um, obviously we've, we've got Enron, we've got Bosasa now. There's another company that I thought about uh, when I looked at this. Uh, there was a company called Satyam. Satyam uh, is in the IT space. In 2009, 2010, if you remember, it also just collapsed almost similarly um, where corporate governance just collapses. Uh, and, and obviously when we begin to talk about the issues of governance, we'll unpack so that we draw characteristics on all four uh, to say what happened. So if you look at Satyam, you look at Enron, you look at Bosasa, you also then go to Steinhoff. So if you look at all those four, you then have to go back to the issue that we face, that um, what happens when corporate governance fails? You know, and, and I, there's a study that I was reading in preparation of the show of a, 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 a study uh, compiled in the U.S., which I'd like to take you through, which which gives the common findings that they found in the U.S. And 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 these this is quite a bit, which they found between all of these companies. How and we all know now that um, many of these companies over the years would have published very uh, glossy and very difficult to find audit. Uh, reports, but in their annual reports, you couldn't find any fault for for a number of years, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? So Absolutely. If, if if you look at the size of Bosasa, if um, you were to go back to their annual report last year, year before, year before that, and if you were to go to their tax um, returns year before, year before that, you'd find that all of that is in order. So was Enron, so was Steinhoff, so was, so all of these happened in that context to say, how is it that, um, corporate governance fails when we have had such compliant reports, compliant uh, financial statements, and, and suddenly all of this was happening? So that's where I thought we should provide the context of. It, it is important, uh, Justice. In fact, I like your, 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 your chronological approach to these. Um, you know, when you, when you juxtapose the four companies which, which, um, have at, at the midst of their existence a collapse of corporate governance, uh, mm. practices. Mm. Um, here's another issue for me along, along the same line of, of thinking. 
um, you noted, and for the right reasons, that in all the, the financial reports were seemed to be above board. Your audit report seems to be above board. Mm. Um, your uh, your financial um, your integrated report, if they have integrated report, essentially all your 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 coverage of um, organizational performance indicators or indices all seem to have been above, above board. board yeah. And and here's a fundamental question mm. because we often see the you know remember when corporate governance fail the control environment when it fails. It is not an overnight thing. It mm. takes a a, a, a time uh, for it to happen. Mm. But which begs the question, across the four companies that you refer to, where are the boards? You know, because in all these entities, um, you know, Sesium, uh, as you've pointed out, Enron, Busasa, Stanhoff, and, and other other companies that have collapsed as a result of uh, failure to adhere to corporate governance principles. We had boards. Mm. One, we had, um, you know, with, with sound individuals who, who are seen to be or perceived to be highly intelligent, seasoned practitioners with vast experience exposure in the market and being respected. Mm. How, how does it happen <laughs> that in all these companies where we have this, uh, high caliber, in of individuals uh, with very impressive resumes, if you look at it on paper, mm. and allow the, the kind of collapse that happens. Mm. What accounts for that? Look, um, there again, I'll, I'll refer you to a report, a very brilliant report uh, drafted by um, the University of Stellenbosch. There were four professors, uh, Pete Nodier, Brad Hamilton, uh, Marines Ungerer, Daniel Malan, and uh, I think uh, Myers Ditlak, who drafted a very good report analyzing well, the style of... Uh, I remember that very well. Yes. Now, if we rush to the conclusion of, of, of where... Because, I mean, in the report, they take you through um, Steinhoff when he started 50 years ago, um, in, in, in then Eastern, uh, Germany and so on and so forth. But, and then they, they analyze it into three, uh, 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 uh periods, you know, the, the first decade, the second decade, and now the, the recent period. And, and, and push come to shove. They come to a point where in their recommendation, they, and having looked at the whole stand of saga, they, they, they ask themselves five questions. In fact, six. But in the end, they, they said, look, on a, on, on a hypothesis of whether was there a, a compliance problem, you know, they come up with the analogy that, you know, having looked at everything else, there's two sets of things when you answer that hypothesis where companies like these, and, and that goes to show why their reports are so well written and so thorough. They go through what is called ticket box compliance system. So, so that they know what, um, regulators are looking for and so on and so on. So they, in their conclusion, they say, look, all of these companies went through what they call ticket box compliance and, 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 but the difference where co- governance comes in is that when you, 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 you have a situation where your governance systems you don't have ethical 
um, it's not underpinned by ethical commitment to respect and abide by the regulations. Therein is the, because you find that while you follow a ticker box approach, because of lack of ethical um, Orientation commi- commitment, then you set out to, to undermine. The, so that's what their conclusion is. Secondly, they say, was there a, a problem with regards to board compilation, which you can analyze the four companies and say, okay, let's look at their board compilation. So, the, and then they, they critique the issue. Of, there are two main issues that they critique. They say in the board compilation, it is very critical for both to to have a sufficient balance of power, meaning that when you have a company, have sufficient balance of power of independent thought, independent in such a way that you 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 eradicate collusion. In other words, you analyze um, allegiances in in board composition. So when you look at the, the 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 independence versus non-independent. You then go to the independence and look at alliances, and look at family connections. Look at um, uh, 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 education and knowledge. So even if people that are comprising the board are highly qualified, uh, in the standoff saga, it, they've said, look, if we had gone in and thoroughly analyzed how aligned are these people in their different spaces. You'd find that in many of these where governance collapsed, there were strong allegiances either by family or by uh, orientation or something else that al- led to them colliding uh, and then colluding, I'm sorry. So, so, so that was the second one. So the balance of power was quite critical on that second one. And then they said the second one in that was that the role of the CEO and the chairman had to be explicit, especially where in the chairman is not independent. Because in this case, you'd find that because you've invested, the person that has invested quite a lot of money becomes the chairperson. But they've argued for a totally non-independent chairperson and the explicit roles uh, between the CEO and the chairperson. Then, well, I guess after the break, I'll go to the other two. But 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 before you go before you go to the break, this is something that I want I want you to to quickly reflect on. I I I hear you. The I've seen the report you know um, generated by Stellenbosch uh, um, you know academics. Mm. Um, you know Professor Malan is one of them. Mm. But I, I I want to move away from a an academic. Mm. Thought process. Mm. Look at because in a in a, in, a, in a boardroom, mm. you know, you know, academic, you know, analysis is well and good, but but in a boardroom where power and power relations are so robust, um, and and perhaps maybe that's what the listener uh, might be interested in because um, it is not easy to okay, sit, you know, it is not easy to sit in that board, and it is not easy to change to challenge the status quo. Uh, because okay, you've got your own, you've got your own, you know, benefits that you're worried about. Uh, I mean, for an example, uh, you know, uh, Angela Agrizi, uh, there were other motivational issues over and above what he wanted to, 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 to claim, you know, to, to be talking about now. But anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back that. in a second. Thank you. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. 
Welcome back. It is now half past eight, um, half past six. Sorry, it's amazing how time flies when you're being fun. Um, you know, uh, for those who have just joined us, the conversation on um, tonight is about, you know, uh, Bosasa executive Angela Greasy's testimony, which is clearly quite explosive, uh, you know, uh, before there's a commission of inquiry. And I'm with the Justice Ndaba here. We, we literally, you know, probing um, similarities between what Bosasa's shenanigans look and feel like, as well as comparing it with other similar uh, entities such as Stanov, um, you know, uh, 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 wherein we've, we've picked up you know, unceremonious collapse of corporate governance. But before we went to the break, I, I, you know, Justice was giving us that kind of a comparison between all the four companies um, that he mean, that, that he mentioned of, which which resulted to a, a collapse of corporate governance. Uh, Justice, take us through that once again. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I was I was I was just summarizing the 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 standard uh, the the Stellenbosch report and uh, giving you some of the final conclusions that they have. And I must also emphasize, even though they are academics, I felt that their 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 report is 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 very practical in the sense that it it looks at the issues and 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 it, in in their entirety and then provide the more academic analysis of what actually happened. And and hence, I, I, I would... So in the end, um, remember I said to that they looked at what is this issue of compliance, and then they found out that companies like these actually just do ticker box uh, compliance. Um, and unless that you have an underpinning ethical commitment you know, you, you will continue to have a situation because auditors and everybody come post whatever has happened. And if they find that, okay, this is done, tick, this is done, tick, you will never really get to the crux of the matter. And then there was the issue that they said, look, they want the composition of board to, to the two key issues that must be addressed there was the balance of power and critically so looking at um, the role of the chairperson and the CEO looking at the alignment of board members to themselves, to the CEO, to ever, because that leads to collusion. Uh, you can see it with BBS. You can see it with any of these companies where you had highly qualified individuals, but because of collusion, either because we were adverts together or we were, you know, somehow we have a link. And as a result, we end up colluding, therefore, between the oversight body and the management body, there's still collusion because we have similar interests to hide. Then the other issue that they said was that, look, it's, um, the, 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 it was quite key for companies to open up to transparency so that um, analysts, uh, other independent bodies must be able to analyze and critique at any point in the process. So where if, if that is done thoroughly by analysts, uh, it leads to uh, uh, some of these things being picked up earlier. Then they said the last other issue was that there's a huge ignorance by regulators, which is the issue at Enron as well, if you remember. Um, the regulators, auditors, and so on, they, there was a, a consistent finding between the four companies that they, there was a huge, because of the complexity of these group companies in particular, uh, there was a, a lot of 
um, ignorance from these analysts and from everybody concerned because uh, the, the structures were so complex of these entities. And if you go to Bosasa as well, I mean, uh, uh, take away, take uh, Enron because of, of, of the, the, the group uh, nature of the company, because of the multi-continent operations and so on, they had to have so much complexity in their structure. And Busasa was on the way to there. So when you never knew whether you're dealing with the group or you're dealing with the... Uh, I, I hear you, Justice, but uh, truth be told, I don't agree. Okay. Because I expect much, uh, particularly when you have seasoned uh, practitioners, mm. when you have seasoned uh, leaders within a company. You've got chartered accountant, you've got lawyers, you've got uh, industry experts, you know, um, you know, Talking the mix that you're referring to in terms of the balance of power, uh, in when, when bringing the board. Uh, what is missing, um, from Busasa, from, um, um, uh, uh, Stanov, uh, Enron. Enron, as well as VBS in Marvel, you know, all these companies is courageous leadership. Because it cannot be that U.S. justice um, having, you know, acquired all this knowledge, uh, in, in, in turnaround strategies, for an example, and you don't see it fit to ask in deeper questions, um, as a board member or as an executive, you know, um, because something is just simply, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, you, 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 there has to be such a big hold by the CEO or by an executive chairperson where there's a, where there's that kind of a structure, which, which not only undermine, uh, you know, that voice of reason, that independent thought that you'd expect, uh, to come and advise. Um, for me, that's what is missing. It's not so much about academic uh, look and feel in terms of what you'd expect, but it is the ability of executive to exert themselves, particularly when there are controversial questions. Uh, I'm, I'm yet to find, uh, <laughs> Executive who say, uh, uh, chair or, or Mr. CEO, I don't agree with you. Yes, um, you want this motion to be passed, but maybe let it be recorded. Hence, let it be recorded that I objected so that when we're able to get to a point where we peruse the books, we're able to see those, those pertinent points around courage, the ability uh, of an individual to question that this status quo and by the way, in the best interest of the company. Yeah, but uh, uh, Doc, the, the, in that case, you're talking about one person who would have ethical um, principles themselves, right? In that case. So in many of these cases where governance has collapsed, uh, body body system. it's collusion, isn't it? Because if you look at the Enron situation, um, for instance, there was an issue of... of Debt being hidden from the balance sheet, right? So, so over the years, uh, it was a balance uh, sheet issue where they had to make sure that they hide the issue of their debt from their books. And it, if that happens, then what happens? Then the, um, the management uh, between uh, committee, they have to make sure that they find people who are able to, 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 to help hide that. Isn't it? So that when it gets out there and the analysts that look at these numbers 
are not aware that in actual fact what is represented on the balance sheet is not what it purports to be. Because with the errant issue, errant issue was the issue of the balance sheet. Steinhoff as well, uh, it started with the balance sheet issue because when you buy so many companies, you know, you begin to need a strong balance sheet. So what then happens is that one or the other, um, even with Steinhoff, they had to make sure that because they have to use their, 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 their balance sheet with so much robust acquisitions that they, in the last uh, five to ten years that they started doing, if you look at the, the manner in which they bought the company, they had to make sure that they used their balance sheets. But then that led to the issue of uh, manipulating the numbers so that the balance sheet looks stronger. So for that to happen, they've had the need to to use uh, board members that would not be as questioning as you said the other one was. You see, you would have a situation like, um, unless, for instance, if you look at Bozasa, in Bozasa's case, uh, uh, the board members, uh, a lot of the these issues happened in the operational level where uh, monies were being... So I, I guess the misrepresentation was, was to be, no, this was money used for the operation. So that is the money that is being used for, for bribery. But, so, but I also find that quite astonishing from a control point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, who sits with between uh, three to six million rands, uh, uh, you know, per month, and, and, and it's not properly accounted for? Um, the money that has been used to 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 solicit bribes, uh, you know, uh, from the politicians and other business folks, you yeah. know, to get more money. So, so it also boils down to, to and again, it's you're quite correct. It's about it's about ethics, um, which is completely missing. Uh-huh. It's about greed. Mm. It's about manipulation. Absolutely. It's about um, sustaining facade uh, in terms of. The, the, the picture that you know these guys want to want to create, mm. but be that as it may, be that as it may, um, from a fiduciary responsibility as a board member or as an executive in in at Mbosasa, for example, um, what sort of question what 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 is going through to individual board members' mind when these kind of stuff are out in the air? Because, you know, from, from the companies, companies act is fairly clear mm. in terms of what are the fiduciary responsibilities of the board. And in event that, uh, you know, the board, uh, as, as we have picked up or the company, as we have picked up the company is found wanting from ethical conduct p- point of view. Can any of the board members claim ignorance when such scandals of the scale has happened? I don't think so, but what's your take? With hindsight, yeah. Because remember, even as a board member, uh, you get reports. So it depends on the reports that you get from the executives. So if the, 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 the reports that you receive, on the face of it, when you analyze them, there's nothing untoward. What do you do? You pass them. No, but, but let's look at the board committees, Justice. You have yeah. sat in so many board committees, yeah. which then provide the overall board with a substance mm. uh, of of the kinds of controls, diligence, uh, accuracy of the material uh, and in material of whatever conversations or reports. You know, this is where you appreciate the value of the subcommittees mm. uh, because it is through the subcommittees' involvement uh, in in in, fil- in in you know literally interrogating the submission from the submissions from Exco. 
Yeah. So, so it can't be, which means the problem sits not only sits at the board level, but it sits with the subcommittees of the board, internal audit, for an example, because mm. it, well, hmm? to a certain extent, you that's true in the sense that, um, but not totally in the sense that if you look at Bosasa uh, example. Uh, for them to hide such, you, you, there's no way you can hide such. For that, for you to hide that, you need a a, a, a cooperating audit uh, or auditor. So you would be, um, you would be, you would be making sure. Like in this case, they brought in uh, that company of Fantander mm. as the as the audit company because they went and 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 said, look, this is what we need. So. That, that audit company colluded in ensuring that the cash is not reflected as, um, it, for instance, the line item for the cash would have been uh, something else other than bribery, isn't it? So when on the books come to the board, uh, it comes as, no, this line item, uh, it was operational money to pay salaries to contractors and so on and so on. Some of these contractors have to be given cash or something like that. So they, there will be an explanation of some sort for why there's such cash out. You know, so you, for, for you to be able to hide so much, you need colluding individuals you need, you, you and accomplices accomplices to, to hide your shenanigans exactly on that note let's take a break we'll come back in a second this is beyond governance with dr nimrod mbele welcome back it is now 10 minutes to seven o'clock like i said it's always amazing how time flies especially having fun if you've just joined us i'm joining studio by justice Ndaba from knowledge and Gaza group we are talking about Bosasha's shenanigans uh, from a corporate governance point of view uh, which 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 inevitably brings into question the role of the board, its structures, uh, and, and the question is asked: uh, Why the board uh, and 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 senior executive managers at Busasa uh, are found wanting? Uh, and 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 before we went to the break, I wanted Justice to reflect on that particular issue because, uh, you know, uh, we have got you know a number of blueprint in this country. Kim Four is a blueprint which supposedly everybody. Uh, uh, needs to be, you know, following, you know, the company's act is very clear, uh, in terms of what are the rules and responsibilities of, um, executives and, and non-executives. And the question for me, Justice, in an event, you know, let's assume all these allegations aren't allegation, you know, the, the process is followed through and indeed, uh, you know, uh, leadership is found, uh, on the wrong side of the law. Mm. Um, you know, what should be the implications for, you know, the board members as well as the CEO? All right. Um, thanks. Very good question. Consequence management. I think we'll come to that. The, look, the uh, maybe let me take you back a little bit. If you look at the Enron final report, obviously they found that the main primary reason was audit failure, right? And then they said, look, in consequences side, they found uh, well, uh, uh, these following areas that were glaringly poor. Poor ethical leadership, lack of integrity, mismanagement, fraud, corruption, violation of rules. And for that, from the state side, the, the, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission then issued charges to the various executives you know, so a lot of people were charged for poor leadership, 
um, the, those that were corruption, they, they, they were cases by the, the securities exchange. So what, what that teaches us is that in, and, and, and I think uh, one or two people went to jail as well. So for consequences side, if you look at the Enron example, they identified uh, areas in which consequences must be, must be meted. So they, they went and identified where is it that people made, um, were unethical. Then they mm-hmm. identified the unethical people. They went in and look at, um, issues of mismanagement, for instance. So a lot of uh, that, they said, then said, look, local, the new board must take action against mismanagement and people that mismanaged. So, in fact, we have uh, that kind of example of the prep in, in South Africa, of the public, repo- uh, public protectors report of uh, where the, the report that is named When Governance Fail, uh, which was the SABC uh, report, mm-hmm. remember? The, it was explicit mm-hmm. as to what action must be taken, and there she instructed uh, the board, the new board, to say, to take action. Take action. Mm-hmm. So, unless where fault is found, there has to be consequences. Uh, both sides, because there has to be uh, criminal consequences, there has to be disciplinary consequences, there has to be also uh, social consequences. So, in that case, um, in fact, if you look at the Satma case of, of the, the IT company, PwC was fined $6 million for, um, for instance, for the fact that they had Satma on their books for 10 years or so and did not pick up the, 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 the balance sheet failure. So they had to, so there was monetary uh, consequence for PwC. Uh, uh, for the Satma saga. So in terms of consequence, so in, in our case, for instance, here, we have to see that where governance has collapsed in the Bosaza case, individuals that are pointed out, um, the authorities both internally, for instance, in the Bosaza case, there has to be criminal conduct. If that is the case, therefore, the, um, so basically you're saying to me, for those board members um, who knowingly or unknowingly, um, they have to face the music. Yes. Uh, and and they, there's no expectations, or at least from the public point of view, that board members at Busasa, for example, can't claim ignorance. You, you can't say, I didn't know. Yeah. Because it boils down, it, it begs the question, your, 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 your duty to care. Um, as a board member, fiduciary in all your all element of fiduciary responsibility entrusted on you because you have the the duty and the moral obligation to make sure that everything's above board. Therefore, you can't say I did not know. Yes, but what is that? Well, most people will not say I did not know. Some will say we were misled. How do you navigate that? Because because that is a common response that you get across the board when you find board members who were not. Providing thought leadership, who are not providing, who are not thorough. I think the word who are not thorough in 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 asking the right question and in holding executive to account. You, you find a person says, "Look, I was misled." Okay, now uh, how do you how do you go around that one? If look as a board person, uh, obviously you receive reports, and most of these are after the effect, right? Now the question would be, what did you do when you suspected? Or what did you do when you found out? 
Okay, so meaning that um, so there's two issues that in your knowledge and uh, 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 knowledge and qualifications, there are certain things that are taken for granted that you must be able to unearth and find. For instance, when reports are given to you and you are a, a, a financially qualified person, there are certain basic things that you must identify. You ought to have known. You ought to have known. So in that case, if that is found, therefore there has to be charged to you for ignorance or for, for, for dereliction of duty. Now, if that then goes, then you say, okay, you've passed the test of, um, of, of, of at least having taken that into account, post that if you couldn't have found out before, now there must have been a time where you would have suspected that something is wrong. Now, as a board person, as a board member, what did you do? But but here's another interesting point. Uh, perhaps you may dimension on this issue. You might find that um, the board members at Busasa, I'm saying this uh, uh, with, 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 with extreme caution, uh, because of, of the power of, of, of the leader, uh, you know, uh, most people may not obviously want to challenge the status quo because, you know, they were handpicked. Uh, and the the old allegiance to the head or the owner or the founder of the company, but this gives us a lessons uh, for those that might fall in in the same you know trap, wherein you know someone picks you up because you are smart or you appear to have the right credentials, but you 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 don't necessarily apply your mind. Uh, in asking the right questions, because you, firstly, you you have the responsibility towards the law, not towards the individual, because a company mm. is it, it, it's defined in law as a person. Mm. So, so perhaps for me, this is a lesson mm. for anybody who wants to, who goes into these kinds of position uh, and and fail to apply him or herself so, in relation to what are the expectations and um, you know what does law say? You know who who are you? You know. What must take precedent? The law must take precedent, mm. not the founder, not the owner. Mm. Look, even if you are handpicked, the basic tenant is that you must uphold the rules and the regulations. You know, Up- so even as a board member, whether you are handpicked or not, uphold the rule. My last, my last point as we are about to wrap up justice. Now that uh, you know, senior government uh, ministers are implicated. What should be the position of the ANC in this respect? Look, I, I would expect the ANC one um, to, and I know that they've issued a statement today to say, look, individual members of the ANC must be, go to the commission and provide information. I am aware of that, but there's a certain aspect where I expect them to somehow pre- prepare themselves to to take collective responsibility because even in Bosasa's case, there are allegations that some of these benefits accrued to the party. So they need to either uh, institute a formal investigation themselves into, without obviously getting into the work of the commission, but there has to be an an internal uh, investigation by themselves to say, look, within ourselves, what happened? You know, and then consequences must accrue to those that are found. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there, uh, Justice. And once again, thank you very much for your thoughts. It has been a pleasure indeed, um, you know, 
Uh, for those who have just joined us, I think you've messed out quite a lot. We were having a, a conversation around Busasa and we juxtaposed Busasa's collapse of, co- of on, on corporate governance with the likes of VBS, uh, Session, Andron, uh, and Steinoff. And, and we sort of tried to draw Kant's conclusion. And what comes to mind ultimately, uh, is, you know, ethics and ethical conduct of executive. Um, they fail to, you know, uphold that particular principle. Hence, we have got this colossal of, of, of failures. Um, until we meet again, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, have a good one.